iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator from Entertainment Weekly, Tim Stack, and tonight's guest, the director and cast of Struck by Lightning. That's fun. This is it's like a little talk show. Um, all right. Well, welcome, you guys. Um, so obviously, last night was your big premiere. Um, how was that? You know, take us through that for those of us who weren't there. It was fantastic. It yeah. was it was better than that I certainly had imagined. Um, yeah. And uh, was anyone there last night? That you're like, oh. <laughs> okay. I thought well, it, I thought it was Chris's. <laughs> I thought it was Chris's best performance last night. I mean, I'd seen him several times in the movie, but I thought he had improved so much. Yes. Didn't you? Think he had improved? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Practice makes perfect, so. Who, um, who got craziest at the after party? Oh. Polly. 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 I think pa- you did. Polly was getting down on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was pretty hot toward the end, I thought. <laughs> For an elderly woman, I thought I was pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, you were dancing on tables. So. Oh, did I go that far? I don't remember that part of the party. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, all right, so for the people, I mean, some of you have seen the movie, some of you haven't. I mean, Chris, can you kind of take us through, since it's your, you wrote it, um, what is Struck by Lightning about? Kind of take us through the movie. Struck by Lightning is about a very determined and driven kid who uh, will not stop at anything to um, go to the college of his dreams. And uh, through that drive ends up blackmailing his entire student body. Yep. So, so it's a lovely, friendly, happy, nice, <laughs> kind movie. Um, Brian, how did you get involved in this? I mean, you, you directed Saved, which is all, very similar sort of... Yeah. <laughs> Great sort of you know dark comedy about high school. Struck by Lightning is very similar. Did you did you notice similarities in the script and you sort of gravitated towards that or what did you how did you get involved? Yeah, I, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. I um well uh, they sent me the script. They said it was written by this guy from Glee, and I read it and uh, <laughs> it you know I, when I look for material that sort of it, what's nice I, I I really don't like writing so when you have something that is similar to something that you would write that's really exciting. I thought it was a really fresh voice, uh, something that we hadn't seen in a while. And, um, and then when we met, we had a lot of things in common. Like, I knew I was okay. Honestly, this is the moment when I knew I wanted to do it. When we were talking about casting, and it came up that we were, uh, who would you cast as the grandmother? And I thought, okay, this is gonna be the Betty White moment, which is like, and he said Polly Bergen. I thought, oh my God, that is the exact right person. I was born to be his grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) Did you uh, did you guys bond instantly, or did you were you always? I mean, did you did you have time to sort of meet her before the movie, or I mean, you're so you seem very close now. Yeah, we had um, we were supposed to meet for um, a half hour, and we ended up staying and talking for three hours. Um, and um, yeah, and she, I just, I'm a sucker for, for stories, and this one is full of them. And, and uh, it was amazing just to, to listen to, to her career and, and all that, and, and we fell in love then. I read this script, and I thought, this young man cannot have written this script because it is, 
it has such depth and such understanding of life and all the ups and downs of life. Uh, this kid could not have written this script. I still am not sure, but he wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's an old man somewhere in a closet that's doing all the writing for him. But I uh, know I read the script and I. Uh, <laughs> and I said, I'm, I must do this movie no matter what. I must. And then I found out it was Chris, and I'm such a fan of his that I just. I, I, I couldn't believe that I was going to meet him and then do the film with him because I'm such a fan. Yeah. Are, so you're a Gleek? You watch Glee? Are you a Gleek? Oh, I watch Glee all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Except when he's not on it, and when no, he's okay. not on it, I don't watch it. So, for Roberto and Allie and Carter, tell us a little bit about your characters, because you guys play the teens that he blackmails. You all have secrets um, that he uses against you. So, sort of, if you guys can sort of talk a little bit about your characters. Ladies first. Oh, by all means. <laughs> no, 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 please. In, in that case. Um, I play Remy Baker, who is the student body president, and who is, um, who's very, who's, in, in I think she sort of shares some similarities with Carson's and the fact that she's very driven, but in her, amongst her drive and her ambition, there's something really superfluous and frivolous and strange about her. And in the midst of that, I don't know, can I say my secret? Do you mind? Okay. Um, we, we reveal that she, in fact, has a rather promiscuous past, and um, that's, in fact, what Carson uses against her to, um, to, to continue his literary magazine. So that's my... My character. I want to say the weirdest moment was <laughs> I've been I've worked with um, Allie since she was ten. I cast her in Weeds. My first director and so ever. We had to take a picture and the best, the best. We had to take a picture of her showing her boobs, and it was so uncomfortable. Wouldn't be in the room with wouldn't me. Be in the room. Wouldn't be in the room with me. Like, Some poor, no like twenty-year-old PA. It was like his first day on set. Was standing in the room, and he was like, "Brian said that you need to like lift your shirt just like a little bit more down, like push them together and down." And this like twenty-year-old PA who I had never met, and and like he would have to come in and out of the room and shuffle them to Brian. And I and, think on, you did it on purpose. You didn't do it right. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did because I wanted him to come in. He never did. Never came in the room. I love that you make it sound like that PA was like, oh, what a boring day. <laughs> he was. I mean, oh, yeah, I, look at some girls' boobs. I assure uh, you, like, he wasn't. I can't imagine being enthused about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boy, gentlemen, gentlemen's. Who wants to? Uh, I play Emilio, and um, <laughs> there you go. He, That's his character yeah. too. Oh, no. The end. Yeah. He, he is the lover of the film. Can you give him a He's roll? the secret lover of all the girls in the film. Can we get a little talk? Badly Can miscast, we get a little, I thought. Uh, but, uh, just a little. <laughs> yeah! There we go. <laughs> so I, I guess I can describe my character in a sound as opposed to words. Um, no, so Emilio is the Lothario. He gets to hook up with a lot of girls in the movie. And... Um, yeah, I guess you all know his secret. <laughs> uh, he doesn't actually speak Spanish. He only knows 10 phrases. He's been saying them over and over again. And I think the amazing thing about Emilio was the fact that he wasn't originally in the script. Like, he was originally a Hungarian foreign exchange student. And then Chris met me one day and went, ooh, hang on, and then wrote Emilio. So I guess that's what he thinks of me. <laughs> As he should. 
Yes, we should. Did you improvise those? There's lots of lines where you just yell out kind of crazy things in Spanish. Were those mostly improvised, or were those in the script, or the? There were there were a lot in the script, and there were a lot that I kind of improvised, and there were a lot that Brian had me try out, and um, the script supervisor was having a field day. She didn't know what I was saying. She was hoping it was kosher. Um, <laughs> and there were a couple of them that just came out that were so funny. I mean, Brian came up with the pupusa line. <laughs> that was fantastic. You have a fan. And then Chris was adamant about getting crispy chicken in there, so <laughs> that's where that all came from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Carter, what about you? Tell us about your character. I play a guy called Nicholas Forbes, who uh, also is blackmailed by Chris's character. Um, I think that there's a lot of promiscuity in this high school. I, I know. I didn't, it's a high school of sluts. Uh, yeah. Right? A lot of them. I didn't uh, go to regular high school, so I, I don't... I didn't... But I don't know. Is, it, is this what happens? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. Teenagers. Yeah. Well, uh, my my character's uh, uh, secret is he he's uh, closeted gay, and he is very bad. He doesn't want this information to get to his parents. And um, uh, I mean, he really wrote characters, even the supporting characters that were that felt like you know interesting, fleshed out roles. And and uh, I think that's what really makes the movie a, a well-rounded. Story. Well, and also the fact that Chris is so young, and that was that was something that was so that was so interesting to me about. I think what also makes the movie feel really authentic is that it's a young person writing about young people, you know. So you, it's he going straight to the stores, you know. So I, I think that alone gives it such an authentic. Feel. Well, but also he's a young person who wrote about old people. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. I related more to the old people than I did the young people. That's for sure. No, I mean, that was really what was so extraordinary to me, that um, a man his age could write with such clarity and such deep feeling um, the way old people, the way a woman with Alzheimer's would behave. And, uh, you know. Well, and also the relationship between Allison, Janney, and Christina Hendricks, you know, these two women who at one time led the same life. It's, I mean, it's really, it's amazing. Who are you? (laughs) I'm loving this, I'm like, really? I know, you're learning so much. (laughs) Wait, so so you actually kind of workshopped this when you were like 16, right? Like you sort of kind of came up with the general idea for it. Yeah, it really just started out as a way for me to go home and vent about, high school and, and life in a small town and, yeah. and not get my ass kicked for saying it out loud at school. Um, and then uh, I always knew that I wanted to screenwrite and, um, and started writing it as a screenplay, uh, formatting it very odd on my Microsoft Word <laughs> laptop. And, um, and uh, yeah, and then uh, I was in speech and debate and uh, used the story as an uh, event and called OPP. I'm not sure if they have OPP on the East Coast. Um, and I, in 10 minutes, I acted out the entire story and I was every character, and I didn't do very well with it um, in speech and debate, but that's all right. Um, and, and then kind of found success with Glee and thought, wow, I could really get this made if, wow. I, if I tried. And how did, I mean, you guys mentioned Alison Janney. She, I mean, is so phenomenal in this movie. She's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing in it. And uh, yeah. I mean, talk about Brian and Chris, like, you know, getting Allison to do this and even just, you know, I, you, I think you said that you wrote it sort of thinking of Allison, actually. The only actress I ever, ever had in my mind um, was Allison Janney. And even when I did it in my speech and debate event, I thought of Allison Janney. 
being the mom oh, really? and like wow. her mannerisms and all that. Yeah. That's so cool. I, she was my first and, and pretty much only choice. Yeah. And we, she's one of the first people we, we, we only, only person we met with really. Yeah. And you guys have some pretty mean scenes. I mean, like she's really brutal to you. I mean, were those emotional to film? Were those tough or were those, I mean, was that kind of, I, I, no, I mean, it was, I was just really nervous cause she's yeah. such a pro and she's yeah. so good. And, and uh, I, I was just really humbled and, and um, a little intimidated. So I, I just kept thinking, I gotta be good for Allison. I gotta be good for Allison. <laughs> uh, okay, so if, you know, if Allison was your, you know, your, was your first choice for that role, who would, if you couldn't have played Carson, who would you have wanted? Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, she's skews she very young, she's very young. And if she was busy, maybe Ryan Gosling. Okay. <laughs> They have a similar look. They have a similar look. Um, what was it like filming for you guys? What was, was it, you know, I mean, it, it's a small movie, so was, was it a quick shoot? Was it, I mean, was it intense? Like, can you guys kind of share with us your favorite memories? Take us back. Well, we shot this movie in 16 days. Oh and I think out of, like, the eight outfits that I had in the movie, like, five of them were mine. <laughs> so it was, all, it was, like, it was the most collaborative wonderful experience I've ever had on a set. Everyone was a part of everything, really. And a lot of the film was improv, too, which, you know, because of, you know, Chris gave us all such freedom, and Brian, you know, he's, the, I, I think the thing that makes him such a great director is he, does, he doesn't say no. He's the most encouraging, supportive director. So you just kind of get to come to work and work, which I love. It felt, it felt way more just like play. It, it, yeah. it felt with friends. Yeah, it did. Uh, we, we, we do Brian's, like... Brian's giving money <laughs> no, to people. No, no, keep that for later. <laughs> that was the entire budget of the movie, actually, it right was. there. It absolutely was. Actually, we just finally paying her. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a scene in the... Well, we had several classroom scenes, but in one, when we were talking about themes for the school dance and... It was something about we could all come as couples. And so Brian and Carter and Roberto and Chris and I, we were all standing outside. It was in, it was in Rosita, so it was like 117 degrees or whatever outside. And it was so hot. And we were standing outside and we were thinking of like the worst, most obscure celebrity couples like Ice and Coco and Lamar and Chloe to throw out into the film. It was just fun. It was just always yeah. fun. I mean, for, for Chris, for you, was it like a dream come true? I mean, this was like your first screenplay was being made into a movie, that, something that you've been working on for, you know, well, I guess not that long because you're still really young, but, um, I mean, a while, you know, was it like a, just a dream? Totally, it absolutely yeah. is, is one of the biggest dreams uh, come true. I really feel like last night was my wedding. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was insane. And I, I just really hope people don't hate me because, <laughs> because I, 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 my first screenplay got made. Um, but no, totally humbling. And, and um, I, I almost can't think about it because then I go into this sedated state of shock. <laughs> um, but yeah, complete, complete dream. Uh, Roberto, for you, because you're a producer on the movie too. Were you? I mean, were you like a hard ass producer? Were you like, we gotta get, we gotta get yes. that shot, we gotta keep moving, let's keep moving. What are we doing? Yes. What are, he was oh, the worst. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> yeah, I worked them pretty hard. Um, no, I think for me it was interesting because I just graduated college last year, so coming onto this suddenly it's like, um, okay, you're gonna be working with people like Polly Bergen, Chris Golfer. I was like, who? <laughs> 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 So that was, I mean, that was a dream in itself. And then I really have to thank everybody involved because 
when you come onto your first endeavor, something this, I mean, it's small, but it's huge. I mean, it's a huge project. You, it's very easy to feel out of your league, and I think everybody up here, um, especially Brian, who since the very beginning, I mean, since before casting, since before everything, and Chris as well, because it's his baby, and then it's Brian's vehicle to kind of take it forward, and I'm just there in the background going, please make it work, please make it work. <laughs> it was amazing, honestly. It's the collaboration. It's re it was really the collaboration that stunned me, because I didn't think people were that giving yeah. in this industry, but they are. Well, thanks to you, because we definitely couldn't have done it without you, so. All of us. <laughs> I, I think... I think the thing that was most extraordinary for me, being the oldest person in the film, no laughing, no laughing. It was extraordinary for me because I was surrounded by these wonderful, wonderful actors who were all so true and so real and so who they played that it was, it was literally true for me. I mean, I arrived on the set, I didn't have to work for one moment. I didn't have to think about who Grandma was. I didn't have to think about who anyone else was. I mean, Chris wrote a script that was so honest and so profound that all of us simply had to be who we were. Just real people doing a true story. That's how wonderful the script was and how wonderful the experience was for me. As I said, being the oldest person on the set and you know, you would think saying, oh God, you know, I've done this. And I've... Every day was a joy and a surprise and a, a revelation for me and it was truly one of the best experiences I've had in my 70 years of acting. Um, and Chris is, he's mine. He, he's mine. Oh, you try to maybe cry, Bergen. <laughs> well, I think we're gonna open it up to questions from the audience. Um, so I don't... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, there are no questions. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, let's, I'll just kind of work my way back. This lady right here. Yeah. Hi, I'm honored to be here. Um, Chris, how long did it take you to write the um, script, and did you get a lot of writer's block? Uh, no, because I knew exactly what the story was and, and where it was going, so it was a lot of fun to actually sit down and write it. But I would say because I was filming Glee and, and just did not have time to physically sit at my computer and write, that it took me little, um, almost a year to get it from, to, from nothing to a finalized draft that we uh, used. Hi, guys. Um. <laughs> Hi everybody, um, I saw the film last night and incredible to every single one of you. My question is for Chris. Chris, we see you as Kurt continuously on Glee and we know you have a book coming out. However, this is the first time that we get to see Chris. 
So is there anything in the movie that reflects your life? Like, for instance, the fact that the grandmother has Alzheimer's or, you know, any of the dreams that you might have that you reflected in Carson? Like, is there anything that this movie contains a bit of you in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's definitely not as um, autobiographical as people think. Um, I, I think the really only things that were really part of my life that I included in the script were the fact that I was president of the Writers Club and I had a psychic slash best friend just like Mallory. Um, but um, my grandmother um, actually, my grandma does not have Alzheimer's. She actually has three doctorates. She's a real, real smart, smart lady. Um, and uh, my parents are freaking out about this movie because they're happily married and they are terrified the world's going to think that those are my parents. And my, my mom saw the first, read the first draft. She's, Christopher, they're going to think that's me! Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to go to the grocery store! Um, but, but no, very, very little of um, my life is really in it except for the, um, I, 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 except for, uh, I think, the drive of the character, and except my, my real passion was, was performing rather than uh, becoming a journalist. Thank you. Hi. Is this on? Hey. Hey. Um, first of all, I was one of the Twitter extras for the filming. And yes! So, yes! Yes! So we I, love you. I know we were a hot mess, but we had a really great time. So thank Did you. Did you see yourself? Uh, no. I'm we're sorry. Really fast. I, was, <laughs> I was pretty broken up, but it was a great night, so thank you. Um, my question is, one of the things I liked about the film was how unsparing it was. You sort of didn't pull any punches or go rosy at the end, which I liked. Um, but I do a lot of work on place and popular culture, so this is really for Chris, but any of you can answer. Would you want to watch a screening of this film in Clovis, California? <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I have to say, well, well, th there are many, many things that Clovis could could improve on, as any town could improve on. Um, it really is a nice place to live, and I'm really thankful that I did grow up there. Um, um, and, and there really are uh, amazing, amazing, amazing people there. And I, I, I never clarify that enough because I'm always ragging about it because I'm from this small town, blah, blah, blah. But um, I would say Clover is more of a just like a wink and a nudge to them. It's not like a like assholes, you know. It's not, you know. Um, but uh, it's, um, I mean, like, for instance, like, I think Clovis has 90,000 people. Clover has 9,000. See the difference? Um, but no, I, I, would, I would say it's more of a, a wink and a nudge than a, than a, than a blame or a, or a, you destroyed me type, type thing. Um, I wanted to ask you if doing this, like, gives, like, you, do you have, like, any advice to, like, someone in high school because like this movie took place in high school in Glee and like do you have any advice to someone who like loves to do like the same type of things and that type of Yeah, of course. Um, um, I mean, I, I don't want to sound after school special-esque, um, but um, just as long as, as you keep trying and you don't, don't give up and, and you really, really, I don't mean to sound cheesy here, but if you really just have to believe in yourself because at the end of the day, you're, it doesn't matter how many people are going to support you, you really are kind of all you, all you have to keep yourself motivated. Um, so as long as you keep going at it and you don't, you don't give up, then I, I think it's, anything is possible. And that's when the violin starts playing. <laughs> Um, my question's for Chris. Hi, um, I haven't actually seen the film, but I am an aspiring um, screenwriter, so do you have any tips for screenwriters? 
Or just writing in general? Yes, uh, good advice for just writing in general. Just spit it all out on the page and then and then worry about developing it. Like, get it out of your system. It doesn't have to be perfect, just as long as it's written on the page. You can always go back and, and develop it. Um, so this question is for Chris and for Brian, but anybody can answer it. Um, as a writer and maybe more generally as a storyteller, what would you identify as your biggest like influences or inspirations for the development of your own style? Uh, <clears throat> well, um, Chris Coffer, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I, it was weird. I, like, um, like that whole Allison scene where she breaks down, I was inspired by David Lynch in Twin Peaks when... There's that scene where Laura Palmer, where uh, Grace Zabriskie finds out that um, Laura, her daughter's dead. And the thing I noticed is like David didn't cut. He just let us on that phone when she was, you know, here getting this news. And it got me in, it, it was the first time I realized that um, I, I, w I was watching the scene and then I was inside the moment. And then I, I, I knew in that, in that scene with, um, with Allison that I really wanted the audience to be right there, like not look away. They had to kind of go through and realize what, what she was going through. Um, but obviously, you know, I love John Hughes and, um, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson. I wish I could be that good, stuff like that. All right, guys, I'm gonna let you guys know that we have time for two more questions, okay? Um, hi, Chris. Uh, I'm over here. Pink. <laughs> The one who looks like a My Little Pony. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you that, uh, I mean, you've written a screenplay now, you're writing a book. Um, would you ever consider writing a graphic novel or a comic? Because I'm a comics and cartooning major and something, working with someone like you, working with you, wink. <laughs> Um, <laughs> would be an incredible honor, and I was just wondering if you'd ever given it any thought. Oh, I, I really haven't, actually, no. Um, can the main character look like me? Can you give him abs? Hi, Chris. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay, I have a comment and a question. Okay, my comment is that a lot of us may never get to know you outside of TV and interviews, and we may never will, but I'm, I hope, I'm, hope, I'm speaking for everyone here, and we say we're so proud of you. <laughs> like, you've come so far in the short time that you've been, you know, on TV, and something is so inspirational, and, and I'm so... <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so now let me get to the question for before it just turns crazy. Okay, so um, my question is, did you mean for your movie to be so, like, such an emotional roller coaster? Because I normally don't cry at movies, and I was, like, openly bawling at the end of the movie. So, or was that totally by accident? Um, I think, um, it was a bug. It was a bug. Um, no, it wasn't. <laughs> totally, I I'm mean. I'm sorry. I, I think, um, I think I love playing with people's emotions. <laughs> um... But absolutely, I mean, I think um, I really, I really was inspired to write the movie because, because now, because of you guys, because I, I've, I've been on the road with Glee for, for, 
for a while, and I, I keep hearing these stories from, from people saying they have all these aspirations and, and uh, they just have no belief in themselves and no drive behind themselves to, to pursue it fully. And it breaks my heart, and I, I really just wanted to show a story of a kid who did have, had no support system whatsoever and, um, and was, was able to, to well, he didn't accomplish what he, what he wanted, but he found bliss trying to. Um, and um, well, luckily for me, I had great parents and great teachers that, that supported me along the way. But um, I just wanted to tell a story that uh, inspired you guys. All right, well, thank you guys. Thank you guys all for coming. And thank you to the cast and director of uh, Struck by Lightning. It's great. Everyone should see it. And, yeah. Thank you so much. And that's going to do it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian, Chris, Roberto, Polly, Ali, Carter, Tim. Thank you. Thank you, you guys, for being an amazing audience and asking brilliant questions. And thank you so much to everyone in the room right now for just being really cool people. We hope to see you again next time. Take care. Have the best week ever.